the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so This is not about Terry Lake or Donald Trump or even this piece of dung, Jeff DeWitt. This is not about any of that. This is the validation that we needed. This is exactly the problem with our republic. It has been bastardized. It is suffering from a cancer of corruption. And this is the opportunity to either kick the door in and eradicate the cancer of corruption, or normalize what you've lived with in Chicago that destroyed the once great city. So this is the choice to be made. Now, the men behind the curtain are nervous because they're worried that Jeff DeWitt may be recognized for what he is, a foot soldier to that cancerous corruption. Check now some of the stories our crews are working on for the day ahead. State GOP Chair Jeff DeWitt is resigning from his post. That breaking news just coming in. That doesn't matter. I don't want him to resign. I want him taken into custody. I want him protected because everybody under him knows exactly what he is. Just like in that once great state, now a joke called Illinois, New York, New Jersey, all of it. Because what he is, is an indication to the scale of corruption that you either are going to recognize and demand be eradicated, or you're going to pretend this is a one-off. And it's about Jeff DeWitt and Carrie Lake and Donald Trump. It isn't. This shows you beyond the shadow of a doubt. We don't have a republic anymore. This is why all the bills are thousands and thousands of pages. And all the nonsense you see. And the debt is ignored. And you're being told that the stock market is up, but you're never told about the debt, the welfare, the individuals that are being dragged into the mediocrity of poverty and welfare. These are the oligarchs that are controlling the game. And this is a big day. This is a massively big day. And it needs to be talked about in the right context. You see, they need to get the obstacles out of the way by one way or another. Now, when they get too much attention, now we buy them off. Just a second. Is there a number at which... I can be bought. <laughs> That's what it's about. You can take a pause for a couple of years. No. And then go right back to what you're doing. Who gave him the authority? Now, you'll be told, like I'm watching on all three beautiful TVs here in Studio Xanadu, on all of the propaganda networks who are already bought. They're advertising the amount of money paid. They'll do anything they're told by these same players. 
They're not going to give you this in the right light. They're going to work to squash it. It'll become about this piece of dung foot soldier, Jeff DeWitt, or it'll become about Donald Trump, and then everything goes in the wayside because he's the most easily hated person in the country, right? But what I want to know is who authorized you, scumbag? I want their names. I want to know. I want a forensic audit of their investments, of their holdings. See, this is the problem I've always had in my life growing up in the once great area controlled by corruption. I'm in the real estate business now, but I wasn't always. See, I made my money the way I thought you had to make it, honestly. The way I watched guys in labor make it and all the rest of it. But there was always that undercurrent of I got a guy clout that did nothing but have political kickback schemes. See, they're not men. They may be rich and they may drive Cadillacs, but they didn't earn a freaking dollar. Like Tony Resco or Scott Goodman. They're not in the real estate business. They're in the kickback business. It's the same thing, only expand it into everything. And that's the political corruption. Now, they're rich, but they never made a dollar, honestly, in their miserable lives. I want them. I don't want to pretend this is about this scumbag, low-life foot soldier. This is about the people behind the curtain. No. 10 million, 20 million, 30, no, no, no. A billion, no. This is not about money. This is about our country. I think it's disturbing that they would even, that anybody would think this is. I, I, no, to be fair, even me, even me, I'll say this. I want a fresh face right now for the reason that I've never seen anyone, I can't think of a single person in a federal race who've lost, ran in and won. I can't think of it. If you can think of it, let me know. I am not going to let these people who hate our country tell me not to run. You should call them and tell them to get behind me. I, mean, I, I, I can win, and they should words. get behind me. I would, I would happily say those words. Yeah. Do you think my words will carry any weight? No. Okay, well, did you think you would come in here and that I would be bought? <laughs> it's not being bought. Yes, it is. It's, I think, what it I It is being mean. bought. No. By the way, you sit in that city. You see in that state how these slip and fall scumbag lawyers controlled Griffin's money. This is the same kind of thing they did. The same kind of thing. That's why you're wallowing in mediocrity and futility. This is what happens in every state. That's why the Republican Party needs to be torn asunder. Every state across the country. I don't give a rip about Democrats. They wallow in corruption and poverty. That's what they are. They are trying to buy me out of running. What and I it's, it's actually, I mean, all right, I'm flattered. It's, I'm offended. I'm offended what for think, our country. What we have people this? like this who live here. What I think is this, is it can give you an incredible opportunity to have a bigger voice to fight for stuff. These are the same people that own the Boeing whore. I just put Boeing on it. But she, Nikki Haley, is their whore. She knows who they are, too. In fact, every hierarch of the Republican Party, I have a sneaky suspicion they all know who they are. Now I want to know. And listen to the way it's spun by this piece of dung, Jeff DeWitt. I'm with Trump, okay? I want to work for the betterment of Arizona. I'm I'm not going to let these people back in D.C. tell me not to run. I'm not going to pause for two years. The battle is now. I'm offended by whoever these people are, that they're trying to well, buy me out be, of. Well, you should be honored. should be honored. Do me a favor, DeWitt. 
Just bring me in a room. Put a sandwich with all of your paymasters. Let's see who eats and who watches, scumbag. But there's, I'm offended that there's people back there who just don't get about our country. Do you understand, though? You should be honored. That, that <laughs> means they know how powerful you are. Honored. This is the problem. And it's never going to be cured unless not Jeff DeWitt, the piece of dung. Who gives a rip about this lowlife scumbag? Should be happy we're not Japan. He'd be giving himself a little massage. In the meantime, what you have here is the cancer, a window into how systemic it is. This is why when you hear Chuck Schumer talk. Democrats have shown we are serious about reaching an agreement by remaining at the negotiating table. So we'll keep going because Schumer is not negotiating with those puppets you see. He's negotiating with the puppeteers that operate and pay Jeff DeWitt and want to pay anybody who's a threat. Carrie Lake or anybody else. Well, I can tell him if that. If you were powerful, they wouldn't, they wouldn't want to have this conversation. Yeah. Right? You should be, very few people get this. I know. I'm just, I'm pissed that they don't care more about our country. It's all about the mighty dollar to them. And that's offensive. I don't know. It's worse than that, Carrie. It's about the bastardization of our economy itself. These are the overlords that own the bulk of the stocks that are recipients of the spending that is drowning the ordinary America. These are not the 1%. These are the 0.1%. These are the oligarchs. And I want to know who they are. And then I want to know how much money and where it is. No, I honestly don't know. They want to get Trump so bad. They want him out so bad. This isn't He's right. This is not about Trump. This is about protecting the gangster government, which, by the way, all those soldiers getting killed, they're the kids of people that don't matter because the oligarchs that control the country, their kids, their nephews, anybody they like will never be in harm's way. And they never have been. They make Prescott Bush look like an altar boy. Some people that are on this, I don't know. Listen, I can win. Why don't you go back and talk? I wish you wouldn't have interrupted him. I wish you wouldn't have interrupted him because what he was about to tell you is who they are. And if he doesn't tell you on these tapes, which, by the way, Arizona is a one-party consent state, so all the misinformation you're hearing on TV about how this is a felony is wrong, number one. Number two, what you have here is I want what he was going to say. And I got a sneaky suspicion This is all going to get swept under the rug as just another political corruption like it was a UAW leader. Which, by the way, for all the guys that uh, didn't lose their job, here we go. We got an update for you, too. UAW family. UAW family. Today, I'm proud to stand up here with your international executive board and announce that the UAW is endorsing Joe Biden for president of the United States. Doesn't matter about the worker. It's the corruption, the culture of corruption that's been normalized. Because what this scumbag, low-life, short-in-the-pants gangster wants everyone to forget is going to happen here, in this case, with Kerry Lake. Tonight, FCA, now known as Stellantis, has agreed to pay out a $30 million settlement to the government for its role in the UAW corruption scandal. The company- I wonder, is that part of the UAW family? How about this? And that breaking news is coming from Detroit, where a former UAW official is charged in a labor conspiracy. Federal prosecutors charged former UAW Vice President Norwood Jewell on Monday with conspiracy to violate federal labor laws. The... That's all right. Here's another one. 
But we begin tonight with more high stakes for the United Auto Workers Union as another former top official is charged with being in on a multi-million dollar scheme. The new acting union president is speaking out and taking new action. Yeah, and he- yeah, new action, new thing. It's the same system here on our side. Now, the Democrats will wallow in that mafia for another hundred years. They can't get enough of it. But you, as the opposition to the Democrat mafia, you need to understand what's at stake when we talk about this issue here with this scum, Jeff DeWitt, his paymasters, and Kerry Lake. This isn't about Kerry Lake. This isn't about Donald Trump. Do you want the culture of corruption to exist? Then you cover you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't want to deal with people like this. These people are un-American, and I, I think they're unethical, and I would be absolutely immoral if I did that. Every one of them are behind the opposition to Donald Trump. Every one of them. Because they need the system of corruption to continue. The cancer that has destroyed our republic and everything Every good American, every patriotic American, every founding father was afraid of. And it's here. And it isn't about this one player, this foot soldier. It's about the oligarchs behind them. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. It's a fact question club. That's all DC is. It's a big mm-hmm. fact question club. You're, no, you're in no position to scratch anybody's back, and you've already made it known that if you get there, you're not going to scratch anybody's back. I always scratch people's back. You know, I was, I've been on the outs for a lot of people for a long time because I don't scratch backs. Mm-hmm. You know? Where are we in two years if they steal the election again? Listen to what you're saying. Why don't we do something about it? So that we, the people. By the way, Squirrel, if we're ever on the phone and you chew in my ear, I'll crawl through that phone and pull your tongue out. You understand? You don't chew in someone's ear, even if he's a snitch, rat, corporatist, cancer in our country, Carrie. Like, stop chewing. People can pick our... What can we do? I'm not willing to accept that. And I'm going to be the biggest pain in these people. Go back and tell them that. I'm running, and I'm going to be the biggest pain in their... And I'm willing to tell them that. And they're going to have to kill me. So now the big uh, story of the day is she edited the tape. That's what this scoundrel, lowlife bagman of the cancer in our society, of the corruption, the systemic corruption of the puppeteers versus the puppet politicians. He's saying that the, the tape is edited and they're stifling this in the in the mainstream media. It's just a one off. After all, it's a Republican and it's in Arizona. Who cares? Rather than exposing it for what it really is. This is the window into the systemic cancer that has destroyed our republic. I think it's a majorly big deal. Um, and I'm wondering, do you think it's going to even amount to a hiccup? Even amount to a hiccup in this election? Because in my opinion, what Donald Trump should do is denounce the Republican Party today. Because obviously, this is what he's contending with on a regular basis. And all the phony corporatist money and the rest of it, keep it, scum, and run this dimwit whore to not just Boeing, but to the oligarchs behind the curtain. Runner, it's fine. Because the reality is, we've never really won. Because even if you think back throughout history, who were the great presidents? Think Ronald Reagan. Who was his vice president? The other cancer of corruption, George Bush Sr. They are the ones in control of the money. And if you want to get elected, 
you're going to have to kiss the ring. That's what this really represents. Not DeWitt's re- uh, uh, resignation. DeWitt is a nobody, nothing. He always was, he always will be. For a snippet in time, he was a bag man and nothing more. The problem is, what we're not speaking about, this Republican Party is in disgrace, infiltrated, controlled by corruption. It's not good for our country, Jeff. It's not, but at the same time, I'm not even sure Trump can win again. It's not, but at the same time, I'm not sure Trump's going to It doesn't matter. He got cheated, he'll get cheated again. It's about are you going to stand for something or bow for the corruption that's already destroyed, arguably the greatest country ever imagined by Earth, the one that was built on the citizen, not the government. Took 247 years, but it looks like you overtook the people. Rich, Indian Head Park. Where are you? I know. Hey, Rich. What I wanted. Can you hear me? Now I can. Go ahead. Okay. What I wanted to say is, uh, do the Democrats have that much money that they can buy off anybody they want to to control the government? What are you talking about Democrats for? You're talking about, listen to me. There is no Democrat-Republican party. It doesn't exist. It's theater for you. There are these oligarchs. You understand? This is who writes the bills, who controls the laws and the spending. These idiots you see before you are merely actors. Some are just better paid than others. Well, let me say that no one in our country is above the law. And that's... You're wrong, Nancy. Can you get your teeth tightened? You're wrong. These oligarchs that... Jeff DeWitt represents that try to destroy the principles of our republic. They're all above the law. And they control the real policies and the real spending. Certainly applies to someone who wants to be president of the United States. See, and what you didn't like is you had somebody who you didn't like, number one, maybe, but he used to give you money. Then you loved him. Used to kiss his ass like Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton, you know, when they went to his wedding. The only two went to his wedding, sat at the family table. That's when you kissed his ass because he was paying you. What he represents is somebody who doesn't need the money of the, of the men behind the curtain. His father gave him enough. He doesn't need their money. That's the threat he really represents. Uh, so uh, the message, so when he lies, I mean, he's a constant liar, but when he lies, sometimes... By the way, your financial disclosures only show you that you're worth $180 million. When you add up your actual real estate, you're well, you're over, way over $300 million. What about your stinky hammer husband? Did he know the guy? Were they friends? Why wear his pants off? Sometimes you have to listen to him. Hmm. For example, he lied and said, oh, Obamacare sucks. I mean, to use his kind of language, Obamacare sucks. Listen to when he says that. Of course it doesn't. Of course it does. If you measure it on any scale of the way healthcare used to be, or just money in general, or the quality of care. Of course it does. But that's not the point. He's a threat to it. And in that policy that sucks, like all your other policy, lies the oligarchs who continually make money. How's Blue Cross Blue Shields profitability since Obamacare was passed? I mean, I know it knocked out 90% of healthcare providers, but those four that are in it, How's their profitability since Obamacare? Obamacare works exactly as it was crafted. Not by you, dimwit whore, but by the oligarchs who control you. The oligarchs who control Jeff DeWitt. The oligarchs who control both sides of the duopoly of corruption that you don't want anybody to see. But once again, history has vindicated 
our skepticism and our allegations. The Republicans need to be torn asunder. The party is corrupted and tainted until Jeff DeWitt gives me the names, all of them, and a forensic audit of the money. I want the whole party torn down. 312-642-5600. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. Does President Biden want to locate these folks who have disappeared into this country to parts unknown? So here's what I will say is that um, the president, one of the reasons that the president is having these negotiation procedures or process with the Senate, uh, with both Republicans and Democrats, as I've said many times before, is because we want to deal with what's going on at the border. Well, why don't you want to enforce the laws? Why don't you simply want to enforce the laws that Bill Clinton put in in the 90s? But in the meantime, we were threatened earlier this week, and I thought you should know. I found out who this scallywag, scumbag, lowlife, aloha, snack bar yelling freak is. By the way, if you are smart enough, you would know who I am. But you are really not smart enough to know who I am. Not all of us. No, 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 no. Some of us are smart enough to know who you are. Today, the Baku Grave Crimes Court continued trial of Azerbaijan Islamic Party leader Mosum Samado and other. That's you! Ado! Doesn't matter! Aloha Snack Bar! The Goat Casanova! And it turns out you've been the leader of this organization that has scared goats throughout the Middle East for decades. Today, the Baku Grave Crimes Court continued trial of Azerbaijan Islamic Party leader Mosum Samado and Aldatik's party's activist Wagif Abdullayev, Rufullah Akunzada, Pidovsi Mamad Rezaev, Faramizapasov, Diana Tsama. This is when we were involved in Iraq. This is his clip is from 12 years ago. And he was actually turned in by other honest, decent people who were victims of his terrorism. And he was brought to the world court where we paid for the lawyer and all the rest of it. Well, he's out now. And this is the scallywag threatening us. Soon you're going to know who I am. Wow, very easy. Look, I did something the FBI couldn't do. That amazing squirrel. I, I, I do every day. I go to work. That's the difference between me and them. When it comes to KJP and the dimwood and diapers, he's just, he's got low expectations. He's just hoping he doesn't ruin another pair of pants. He's taking this very seriously. Um, he's, uh, he wants to make sure that we come up with a bipartisan agreement, and we are very uh, appreciative. Uh, for that but there's also the more money more money more money for the oligarchs that want to pay off everybody whether they're republicans or democrats uh in the meantime uh, it's fun to watch joe biden and his dementia tour as he pretends to be functioning and i mean it sincerely i'm supposedly an expert in foreign policy i've never hear what he said i'm supposedly an expert on foreign policy (laughs) he finds out every morning what he's supposed to be major world leader for the past 25 years Uh uh-huh and he was talking to UAW guys, so it doesn't matter. They're going to support him by hook or crook because he's the one who makes their existence of extortion and corruption possible. Corporate America found the cheapest labor in the world, and they sent the jobs to those laborers and sent the product back to us. But not anymore. We're building product here and shipping it overseas. Which product? Can you name a product? You're really not doing any of that. In the meantime, what you're doing is forcing more and more businesses out of business. Because they are now strengthened and buoyed up by your culture of corruption you call a government. And that is what is chasing out decent businesses from those Democrat areas and many others. 
America and build America. Ah, he sounds like he wants to make America great again, doesn't he? I mean it. Nah, you don't really mean it. Because you uh, spent a billion dollars on one of your EV charging stations, and it froze up. But uh, that won't deter you. And the rest of the oligarchs from stealing our money, in the name of what exactly? That's why my bipartisan infrastructure law is building a network of 500,000 electric vehicle charging stations all across America, installed by your brothers and sisters of the IABW. You see, notice how he can't enunciate. Well, it's the dementia. We've already covered this. Um, but it's, it's, it's all by the, the union guys. They're the only ones that can build it. All right, because it's government fraud. I mean, uh, spending. And government spending wants to give entities who kick back a large portion of the profits uh, to the Democrat Party. It's like one big Tom's Steakhouse. A lot of construction guys never really saw cement except the bottom of their shoes. They all got cement companies. That's what doing. There you go. And I'm betting come November we will vote on a record numbers. <laughs> Here's the guy that got 81 million votes, supposedly. 20, or was it 19 million more than Barack Obama? 27 more than the Duchess of Chaffington, and he wants more. It doesn't really matter. 81 million people didn't vote for you this last time. We do that. We'll teach Donald Trump a valuable lesson. Don't mess with the women of America unless you want to get the benefit. What? Women of America, unless you want to get the, the benefit? I, the words are hard for him. In the meantime, um, he was buoyed up. By Kamala Harris, who wants to tell you what they're really going to run on is the right for low-life scumbags to kill their babies. And uh, she doesn't want you to think that this has anything to do with your principles, your morality, or the way in which you believe in uh, God. And let us all agree, one does not have to abandon their faith or deeply held beliefs to agree the government should not be telling her what to do with her body. No, she's not talking about vaccines. She's talking about women and men who want to kill their kid. That's what she's talking about. Mary Kay, Western Springs. Tell that lady to go get a job she's qualified for. What the heck is wrong with Well, they closed the dollhouse, so I don't know what she's qualified for, but go ahead. <laughs> All right, so you were saying the other night, like, how you hate the weekends. I'm like, I kind of hate them, too, a little bit. I got to get to work. That's why I do all this stuff. So I was thinking, I'll come down to Florida. I'm in the health and fitness business. We'll just open a, we'll open a gym. We'll have, something, we'll have more fun. To, on <laughs> right away, all of a sudden, I became a backer. I like the way that slipped in there. I can't uh, make yeah. money in this godforsaken place. Oh, that's Dan. Dan Proft is the guy who uh, opens up gyms for Pilates and whatnot. Not me. But all right. I, I mean, I guess I'll contribute. I'm teaching uh, my free Pilates class right now. I'm at the Lions Police Department. Anybody who wants to come and take a subsidized class over here. So here's a subsidy. I love it. At least I get to work for for a, for four times what I make at the regular gyms and make a little cash. I'm old now. It's just so push-ups, pull-ups, and I hit the bag for three rounds. That's all I do. I'm old. That's a good I just one. want to be able to kick the hell out of at least 14 Teamsters. Thank you very much. Not the workers, the upper echelon. Because the upper echelon, they were always the butter-handed pansies. You remember those guys when you worked in the field, the business agent. All 450 pounds stuffed into a Buick Roadmaster. UAW family, UAW family, today I'm proud to stand up here with your International Executive Board and announce that the UAW 
is endorsing Joe Biden for president of the United States. Yeah, he was yelling at heavenly bodies. That's why he lost his voice. In the meantime, the UAW family, but not everybody picks up the check. In fact, you upper echelon, in the last 11 years, in the last 11 years, have stolen $17 million from the UAW worker. And you're a family? Wow, what kind of family is that? Gypsy family? And that breaking news is coming from Detroit, where a former UAW official is charged in a labor conspiracy. Federal prosecutors charged former UAW Vice President Norwood Jewell on Monday with conspiracy to violate federal labor laws. The latest criminal charge filed in a years-long corruption investigation of the U.S. auto industry. You know, by the way, Squirrel, anybody could do this. You go to the evil YouTube sponsored by Google and Alphabet and all the rest of it, and in the little search bar, just put UAW scandal. And take a look at the litany over the last decades of the upper echelon of this labor extortion mafia that's all been found guilty of crimes. And notice how they have to make payments, but not to the workers, to the government. And now the government gives them the money back. And they get 30% back in campaign contributions. It's a great scam if you're in on it. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest. In the nation. And around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Lowlights and rats. Paint the light. Let's shine it real bright. Scott and Aurora. Sean, do you realize Donald Trump's campaign is ran on enriching the people of this country? Joe Biden's campaign is ran on what they're going to do with the peoples of this tax of the peoples of this country's tax dollars. Yeah. Nothing, well, they, nothing but. You know, it's amazing to me, Scott, that what you hear and I hear it myself on the news uh, and you hear it constantly that the stock market is up and the economy is good and all this stuff, but nobody talks about the welfare numbers being at record levels or the government debt, which we all have to pay. But then again, we really don't. When you realize the oligarchs that are behind the curtain, do you think they pay taxes the way me and you do? I don't think so either. It's despicable and disgusting, and it only exists if we are afraid of it, or even worse, if we're like a Chicago Democrat sympathizer and we want in on it. Carlos in Chicago. Hey, how you doing? Good, Carlos. I how are you? So, I admire you for that anger that you have. Because oh, that's where all of us should be. Oh, thank you, Carlos. Every that means the, one of us should be there. That means the world to me, Carlos. And that just got you a shirt. And thank God you got a mic. Thank God. Oh, that means the world to me, Carlos. Thank you very much. And I'll tell you what makes me angry. Not just the open fraud and the open scandal of these one-time speakers going on to K Street and making tens of millions and walking around like men who work like Carlos, like you, like Squirrel, like me. What makes me mad is when they just openly humiliate the idea of life itself. And I'm dead serious about this. This argument that these scallywag whores who have been destroying every municipality, every city, every county and every state that they've ever, ever been elected to, and I mean the Democrat scourge, that they're going to run on this notion, whether it's the dimwit in diapers who pretends to be fighting for women, or if it's this other office tramp who talks about abortion and then wants you to think that religion has something to do with it. And let us all agree, 
One does not have to abandon their faith or deeply held beliefs to agree the government should not be telling her what to do with her body. Now, they're not talking about the vaccine, which they all forced you to do. That, 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 that's the side part. But you have to abandon your beliefs, your morals, your conscience, your IQ to support these Democrat scallywags. And it's amazing the confidence they have. And I'm betting come November, we will vote on a record numbers. And when we do that, we'll teach Donald Trump a valuable lesson. Don't mess with the women of America unless you want to get the benefit. The women of America, the benefit. I don't know how anybody could vote for this whore. This obvious traitor and thief, this 50-year whore. But that's, that, that, that's what Democrats do. But I want to give you an example of what makes me angry about it. You take away the joy of actually being a parent. You take away the responsibility, the pride in it. And it led me to this story that I found last night. And I'll tell you what. It actually brought a tear to my eye. I've been paralyzed for almost three years and been trying to walk since the day I broke my back. And you won't believe this method of therapy that helped me walk in a totally different way. My dad devised a method to where he just puts his feet underneath mine and assists me on my step forward and up. And it helped out so much, in fact, that I was able to just keep walking forward faster than I've ever been able to walk with pretty minimal spasms compared to what I usually have. And I just loved it. You can look at the smile on my face, the smile on my dad's face. It was a because his 20-year-old beautiful son broke his back three years ago, and he's been paralyzed. But he tries to walk every day. So he went to doctors. He did all of it. He's got the walker, and what his father does is put his feet under his, and he walks for him. That's what a man does. He doesn't advocate to kill his baby because he doesn't think he can afford it, and he would never sit idly by as anybody talks about killing their baby, whether you're a man or a woman. That's what's being hidden in this acceptance of this mafia as they all live in mansions and you get the tab. I'm getting tired of this swindle of these whores, these profiteers, these low-life scum pretending to represent rights. Nobody has a right to kill a baby, let alone your own. It's time to separate from these filth. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. You know, I do it a lot on this show, and I do it more in my private life, and it's great conversation. It's a great discussion to have, to try and pinpoint exactly when the principles of our nation, of Americanism, of the Enlightenment, went from having the government fight for the individual rights of the citizen to protecting the corruption of the Leviathan. It's hard to do. Go back to Prescott Bush. You could go before that. But one thing's for certain. If we do not reestablish the principles of the Enlightenment and the principles of our nation, we might as well change the name of our country to the USSA. 
In the meantime, if we fight it off, it'll be due to lawyers. Lawyers who understand the principles of the Enlightenment. Lawyers who understand the complexity and the nuance and the corruption of the Leviathan. My next guest is one of those lawyers. He is Wilson Freeman. He's an attorney now with the Pacific Legal Foundation, focusing on equity before the law and economic freedom. Wilson, thank you for joining me. How are you? Thanks a lot. I'm good, John. Really good. Well, listen, I have to tell you, um, it's obvious to me that the government has gone from the ideology of protecting the individual rights of the citizens to protecting the corruption of the Leviathan itself, and they do it through the bureaucracies. And the bureaucracies often have names where it sounds like they're going to protect us, but the reality is they're going to take away our freedoms. And I can think of no better way to describe what is now referred to as the Department of Labor. It's outrageous what this has become to me. I, I agree with that. I mean, it grew out of the New Deal. And uh, what we've done in uh, the reason I'm on your show is to talk about a lawsuit we filed against the Department of Labor on behalf of uh, freelance writers and independent contractors challenging a new rule infringing on their rights to run a business to uh, freedom of contract. Yeah, but what's at stake is bigger than that. What's at stake is the right of the independent uh, uh, businessman against the culture of corruption that does to the individual citizen what it does to people who are in selective uh, uh, labor industries, whether it's building cars or it's building buildings. And then they steer you into that culture of corruption where the only way you can work is if you are part of that system of corruption, let's call it a union for now. And that's the part that, 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 that's really at stake, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, I, I think that's, that's well said. Look, what we have, what we're challenging in our case is a rule that was put out by the Department of Labor. And if the Department of Labor openly admits that the rule was uh, supported by labor unions and quote-unquote worker advocacy groups, which oh, is just boy. a code for union <laughs> advocacy for, groups. It's for Soviets. And was opposed, yeah. Yeah. And was opposed by businesses and independent con- self-identified independent contractors like my clients. Though businesses and self-identified independent contractors, those are the people that the rule affects. The only way it affects the unions is by making it harder to be a freelancer, making it harder to do business for yourself, and uh, pushing more people into a position where they might have to join a union, boosting union dues. I hear that entirely. You know what it is, though. If you, you know, I'm a fundam- It's funny because I, I started. I'm a lughead. I, I ended up working at the Chicago Mercantile Exchange while I was in college, right out of high school. And I've never worked for a company until right now. I mean, I was a runner for a company down at the Merck, but they're all really small business guys and the rest of it. So it's interesting to see how that once that was eliminated and once they really started to use bureaucracies to even take away something as mundane as or make it very difficult for independent financial advisors or the rest of it, you see the steering that takes place. And to me, it's to fix costs and to fix kind of price fix to make their over over fees for their the government unions and the rest of it to legitimize that because independents can't fight it anymore if they have to be a party to it if they have to pay all the fees and all the rest of it and it steers right into these democrat areas where now they tell small business people what they have to pay their minimum workers and how they price fix it and it's almost as if they're indifferent to the amount of businesses they put out of business but in this particular arena do you think the best way to win is through your case with the writers well, 
our case is one front in a in a big battle over independent contracting. I mean, surely your listeners have heard of California's AB5 uh, efforts around the country to duplicate what California has done there. This uh, challenge is to a particular federal statute, but there's so many other fronts of this war, you know, because labor unions and other, as I mentioned, worker advocacy groups, it's a major priority to restrict the ability of individuals to do business and to be freelance. It's about control. Look, my clients, they're freelance writers, okay? The Department of Labor, these, these are intelligent, educated women who have been working independently for years and have built successful businesses on the basis of nothing but their own intellectual capability. Right. The Department of Labor is treating them like they need to be protected from themselves. Oh. And that's, what, that's their justification for this rule bears no connection to the reality of my clients who simply want to remain free to do business and to structure their arrangements and to enter into contracts where they know the rules and they can set them up the way that they want to. The Department of Labor is restricting them from doing that, all in the name, all in the ostensible name of protecting them from themselves. Well, I'm, I'm actually in the real estate business, and they're doing this now with real estate brokers, which is why they came down with that big case against uh, realtors and the rest of it. They're trying to steer them into the same kind of compliance. What is it that the Department of Labor wants from your writers? What are they trying to protect them from themselves to do? <laughs> that's, that's exactly, that's great. Uh, so what this, what this rule is about, I mentioned AB5 a moment ago. This is about whether individuals can classify themselves as independent contractors under the major federal labor law known as the Fair Labor Standards Act. Again, one of those names that <laughs> sounds great. Fair Labor Standards sounds wonderful, but, uh, but in reality, it places a lot of shackles on people. Uh, and one of the things that, you know, this is a major law that requires federal minimum wage, it requires federal overtime, so it's a pretty important law. And whether it applies to a worker is a pretty important question. Now, under the end of the Trump administration, uh, there was a rule put out which made it really clear about how this, how this worked, who's an independent contractor and who's not. They put out a very clear rule which set out you know, two factors which businesses can look at and know what it is they're dealing with. Well, this new rule that the Department of Labor has put out, it creates a situation where nobody really knows what the rules are. It's an effort to chill companies from hiring independent contractors by threatening them even further with uh with potential litigation and with potential penalties if they dare to hire an independent contractor that would run afoul of this then later be classified as the department of labor is misclassified so i mean uh yeah it's, it's 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 such a leviathan because you know justice is out there but it's expensive and this is how you bankrupt small people. This is how you control small people. And mm-hmm. it's, it, it, you know, I'm, 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 I really want you to win, obviously, because of the ramifications that are at stake. But I'm still hazy on how we got to this point. How in the world a country built on us and our right to pursue our liberty, our, our liberty and our happiness and our joy, how did we get to this point when the most corrupt entity in our country, the government that misappropriates, can't account for the money, the rest of it, and yet they still can do this. And I say this to you because in Chicago, they tout the idea that they're going to help the worker by massively raising the minimum wage cost. And they have chased out tens of thousands of businesses. And now 
Tonight, today, there's a story that they're going to get rid of the dollar store because they don't like them. I mean, it's amazing how it has become a Soviet society. And I want to know, what is the headway you're facing? I mean, I'm amazed that they even gave you standing to do this and what kind of hurdles and how many times can they appeal it? Well, we'll have to fight all of those hurdles coming soon. We just filed the case. We'll see what happens. But, you know, I think you're, I think you're right. I think there's a sort of anti-capitalist headwind especially in some of the blue states. I talked about AB5 earlier. I mean, what this is, is technology is enabling people to work in all sorts of new different ways. And consistent with what you said a moment ago, the American way, people are finding ways to work and make money and earn a living in a variety of new and exciting ways. And that's a good thing. But some people, they don't like change. They don't like capitalism. They don't like the ability of individuals to pursue their right to earn a living. They want it to be controlled. They want it to be something that they can monitor. And they simply don't believe that capitalism makes people better off. They want to help. They, they, they either don't believe it or they're disingenuous about it. So, you know, I think that's driving a lot of what you're seeing in the blue states and, and what you're seeing at the federal level with this Department of Labor rule. And, uh, you know, there are still some rights that we have in this country. Oh. Uh, and we're hoping, to, we're hoping to vindicate those through the courts. So, Wilson, how could your clients have complied? Could they have joined SAG? Did they write for entertainment? How did it work? Well, so the way this this rule is a brand new rule. I mean, the rule came down in just a few weeks ago. It's not even in effect yet. So I mentioned there was this Trump administration rule in place, right? Mm-hmm. And the new, the new Biden administration rule is going to get rid of this old standard that the Trump administration had put into place and put in a new standard, which is much more... Uh, problematic for independent contracting. So, you know, what's going to happen to my clients when this rule goes into effect? Uh, I think it's going to be harder for them to do business. I think that their customers are going to be a little bit more afraid to work with them. I mean, I think it's going to be a sort of nationwide chilling for independent contractors around the country. You know, their customers that they, they work with, they're going to look at this new rule and, and they're not going to be sure whether or not they're working with independent contractors anymore. What sort of liability will they be exposed to? I think it's going to be a bonanza for trial lawyers, which is another main, major constituency behind this rule. So, I, you know, I think what the impacts are, we'll just have to wait and see. But, you know, if we're lucky, we'll get the rule set aside and, and get to restore the uh, old rule that was in place that was uh, allowing businesses to grow. Now, Wilson, you were a part of the bureaucracy for a little while. And I'm wondering what you saw, because what I see in Chicago is that the the dumbest, but the most corrupted and well-connected people all seem to work for the local governments around Chicagoland area. And it's it's the same way where they succeed, and yet they're immune to their own failures, their own evidence of corruption. So in the Department of Labor... What was some of the intellects you saw there? What was some of the ideology? And I say this to you because I used to have such respect for lawyers. I really did as growing up because I was mm-hmm. in love with the idea of law as the shield of the ordinary man against the Leviathan itself, against government, against the weapons and the spears of, of regulation. But that idea is that of a child. It's not the way it really works anymore. Well, look, I mean, I think there are the what I would call is a word that I would use sometimes to care to classify our federal government bureaucracy. I mean, there's a lot of people there who have been there for a long time and they like the way it is and they like their prerogatives and they like to be in charge of the show and they don't like it 
when deregulation takes place, <laughs> which is yeah. what we were trying to do when I was in the government. Uh, they prefer uh, that they have all the power that they've accumulated and that they get more power in the future. Uh, so, you know, I don't know that we're talking about people who are incompetent. I'm not saying that. I think No, I think they're diabolically brilliant. People, yeah, some of them. Yeah. But, uh, but, you know, yeah, I mean, I think that ultimately there are a lot of people who have been there a long time. I mean, these are lifetime jobs for many of these people. Uh, yeah. And they like it that way. And there's uh, no recession so, in know, it. You're never going to get fired. That's right. That's right. right. They're never going to get fired. And now most of them are work from home. So, oh. uh, you know, working in the federal government bureaucracy in Washington, D.C. or, you know, yeah. for Washington, D.C., it's a pretty good job if you can get it. It's great uh, news for potato chip sales in the future. But here's the other th- question I have for you. Yeah. A lot of the bureaucracies in government, most people are unaware of it unless they've been victims of it, whether it's OSHA or the EPA or all the rest of it. When they levy a fine, yep. they, are, they, they get to keep 50% of it for their bureaucracy. And then 50% goes to the government in general. Does it work that way in the Department of Labor? Well, I, you know, honestly, Sean, I, I could, that's a great question. I couldn't tell you specifically what happens to the fund. I don't think so. You know, I think most of the fines get remitted to the U.S. Treasury. Look, they're not in it to make money, right? They're yeah. in it because for the they're in it for the authority. They're in it for the power, and in many cases, they're in it for misguided ideological considerations. You know, like I said, this sort of anti-capitalism. You talked about Soviet communism earlier. I mean, the Soviet communists weren't motivated by money. They were no. motivated by ideology. They were motivated by, by a utopian vision of society. And that is what caused so much strife and harm, and I think continues to cause strife and harm today, those sort of utopian, false ideals. I think also what makes me sick is that they, 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 they yell freedom and America and liberty. And I watch the most corrupt politicians in the labor extortion mafias I refer to as union hierarchy. And they yell freedom and liberty in America the whole time bastardizing the principles of it. But I, I do realize how big this case is. And I would love for you to keep me uh, privy to exactly how it's going. So I want you to come on because if anybody could could beat it back. And I mean this. It's Pacific Legal Foundation is fantastic. Always has been. But you were made for this, kid. God named you free man. Come on. This is big. You have that's, to win, uh, that's Wilson. That's how I got here today. Absolutely. Believe in the same thing. Well, I love it. And keep up the fight. And where can the people go to support you and keep up on it themselves? Uh, go to PacificLegal.org. Uh, that's our website. And you can read all about this case and many other cases, defending liberty, fighting. We sue the government. That's our tagline on, uh, on X. Yeah. So that's what well, we it's, it's funny. This is not about the writers per se. This is about every American's right to remain independent and pursue his own happiness. That's how I view this case. It's truly big, and I hope you get the attention you deserve. Thank you for making time for me. I truly appreciate it. Thank you, Sean. Thanks for having me on. Take care. You too. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. I'll sue you. I'll take all your money. It's funny to watch the chaos and the collapse in the once great city, whether we talk about the six million empty, vacant square feet, or we talk about the corrupt deals that are cut with Scott Goodman and the uh, the uh, Johnson administration, or those two half-assed gangsters, those butter-handed pansies who own the tainted corner where tens of millions of dollars was squandered away. And yet this city of incompetence and corruption, they're going to help you. 
City Hall is reportedly cracking down on so-called filthy dollar stores. A proposed ordinance would forbid dollar store owners from opening another location within a mile of where they already operate. But well, what about all of the Walmarts that closed or the Walgreens or the CVS? Where are the people supposed to buy cleaning products and soap? Dollar stores are a blessing to poor people. But the Chicago city of incompetence and corruption for a hundred years, they're going to tell you no more dollar stores for you. That's not all. Mayor Johnson is expected to introduce an ordinance today requiring all new construction in the city to have electric appliances, not gas. Supporters of the Clean and Affordable Buildings Ordinance outlined their position yesterday. What's ComEd's fee? You know ComEd that bribed the Illinois Democrats to shorten the pants Mike Madigan. What's their fee? Now you don't get to have the benefit of very low natural gas prices? Pay it! You're Chicagoans. Pay it. And when it comes to who gets the benefits, not you. Tanya and Terrell, as you mentioned, some Northside residents will be at City Hall later on this morning. They want their community Fine. center back. Now they You shouldn't have voted Democrat then, dummies. You didn't know what it was? What are you going to do now? You're going to sue? I think I'm frustrated with all of it, all the way down from the president. I'll tell you why. Because the president could have stopped it. This should not be on the backs of the people here and draining our resources. Now, Squirrel, where's, we got that, they've got that illegal alien telling the uh, Democrat voters in Illinois, no more money for you, you're lazy. Because I love that clip. In the meantime, what's Porky Pig doing? You call governor. The name's synonymous with Democrat mafia corruption for generations. But yet the Illinoisans couldn't wait to vote for Porky Pig. Governor Pritzker is concerned about Chicago's latest plans to handle shrinking shelter space for newly arriving migrants. The city does not plan to add new shelter beds. As current residents leave, new arrivals will take their place. The mayor plans to work with churches and private individuals to find more permanent housing. Pritzker says the city doesn't have enough shelters right now. I love it. Here, let's let's hear. Come on, Fatso, what do you got to say? City has not told the state where they would like us to put our resources to build new shelters or help them build new shelters. I'll tell you where they don't want you to put it, in the pockets of the Chinese Communist Party so you could pretend a new company came to town. But if that's not good enough, you're going to put it in the pockets of a dirty, phony fraud solar energy company where you can pretend that they're taking up space. Has anybody explained... Why Scott Goodman is the recipient of $60 a square foot for a dilapidated factory that was not compliant with any of the regulations for housing. Anybody? Anybody? It's the Chicago way. How you doing, fetzo? 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Soviet Union collapsed in 72 years. I wonder how long it's going to take the United Soviet States of America, led by the Dimwood and Diapers. That's why my bipartisan infrastructure law is building a network of 500,000 electric vehicle charging stations all across America. Install by your brothers and sisters of the IABW. That's isn't it I-B-E-W? What is it? I don't even know what that is. What's the name of that mafia? Different than the other mafia. And in the meantime, they should be out of business. Out of business! But they never face any competition. And through the steering of a corrupt government, they, uh, they won't have to. And that's why they will step 
and they will fetch. And the foreign policy misappropriation and the f- fact that we're on the precipice, we're in World War III, but we stand face-to-face with nuclear war, doesn't mean jack. Because they want the scam going, like the Chicagoans, who all of a sudden you're suing. I don't like stories that break uh, Chicagoans into race, but that seems to be what plays with morons, so let's go with it. That's just one of the powerful voices, one black resident in Chicago, who's had enough of Joe Biden's migrant crisis. What about the Asians and the whites and the Hispanics that are decent people? Are all, all of a sudden, it's got everything's got to be broken by black and white. That's how you know Paul Ryan sits on the board of Fox News. And she's not alone. Another Chicagoan is telling the free press... Quote, this is Cotta Trust, quote, there's a humanitarian crisis in the black community, but every time we have a need in our community, we're told that there are no funds. There's no money for us. Now this- and there's no opportunity. There's no places to shop. And places that bring you such conveniences as just cleaning products for a buck. The government says not, not so much for you. And the cheapest way to bring and light your or heat your food and keep your house warm, you know, natural gas, that's out the window, too. Opponents say turning away from natural gas would make power less reliable and more costly. If it- but you Chicagoans should pay it because you voted for this labor extortion mafia. I wonder how many people are actually in the mafia. There are there a lot of guys in the mafia and, and the ones who are in it? How many actually work that don't kiss the ring of the short in the pants mafia? Club Chicago says that that ordinance made it out of the city council's committee on license and consumer protection. Alderman Matt O'Shea told the committee the measure would make dollar store operators more responsive to consumer complaints. Yes. Consumer protection is going to protect you from items at low prices. You're protected. Now go to work. Debbie Portage, Indiana. Yes. uh, Speaking about uh, job job applicants and the raising of... uh the wages, uh, actually the overall job applicant gets threatened because when you go in to apply, they'll either tell you to apply online or they'll tell you that uh, be lucky you're getting uh, 20 hours a week. Debbie, I think you're missing the, the silver lining here. You should apply online. Tell them you're a transgender man who feels a lot like a woman. You've got a hair lip and a club foot, and you're not quite sure what race you are. Guaranteed to get hired, just not at a dollar store. Mary Ellen, Northwest Chicago. Hey, Sean. You asked the question, when did all this start with the, the independent contractor uh, issue you were discussing with the attorney? I thought I said it was fun to pinpoint, but okay. Well, go ahead. Well, I don't know if this, you know, if this was the beginning of it or not, but I worked as an independent contractor for many years, beginning like in the late 80s uh, into the 90s, early 2000s. And the big push was, if you were an independent contractor, employers didn't want to hire you, or if they had you working as an independent contractor, then they wanted to um, turn around and ask you to become an employee because the IRS was pushing the employer uh, to be um, do that because they were going to penalize them for not offering them uh, employee benefits. You, you know, should have opened up an LLC and become a liaison for the Chinese Communist Party, you would have never been bothered by the IRS. Right. Thank you very much, Mary Ellen. And I think the time you can pinpoint it is when the socialist scum, self-loathing scum, and not good at picking good-looking women, FDR, 
took advantage of the financial collapse that arguably was started by Woodrow Wilson and took advantage to put in the Leviathan known as bureaucracies, such entities as the Board of Labor and all of the other entities that grew. But he's not alone. You could also talk about Richard Nixon, the play toy for the Bush led by Prescott Bush. Play toy. You wouldn't know Richard Nixon's name if it wasn't for Prescott Bush. And he was the creator of the EPA, OSHA, and the idea man behind the Department of Education. That takes us to our next scandal. It doesn't only have to be the Department of Education and Public School. They've infiltrated the Catholic school system. Here's an interesting little tidbit broken by Project Veritas yesterday. A common theme among the teachers we spoke to is how little they appear to respect or care about a parent's role in the upbringing of their children. Listen as Sam Davis, a biological woman who is now transitioned to male, shares her view that a parent's role... His view! His view! And he is the DEI instructor at a Catholic school where the tuition squirrel, 57000 a year to send your kid to be taught by this woman dressing up like a man. Can you use a urinal, honey? I don't think you can. A child's life is simply as the vessel that brings them into the world. I feel like parents act like they own their kids. I want to meet the pretend man that tries to tell my kids about that. I really do. He won't be pretending to be a man for long. He'll be screaming, ah, like a little girl. David and Lansing. Hey, Sean. Uh, I think uh, two minutes ago I heard a clip you played. It was Joe Biden endorsing the IABW. Is that what it was? No, he was bragging how he's paying them off with his phony EV stations that nobody wants and that suck in the winter. Good news for him. I'm pouring coffee on the carpet, making it hotter myself. Go ahead. (laughs) I, I have a business idea i want to run by you would it be a good idea to make t-shirts that say you know joe biden said like something like surge the border like a few years ago yeah we make t-shirts and sell them at ibew meetings would you think that would sell i don't want to listen here's the problem my father was a bricklayer union guy i got a relative now brother half brother that is in the carpenters union i know guys that are in the uaw they're not all like that but They recognize how they're being manipulated and leveraged. And if they want the promotions and the jobs, well, that only comes from rubbing the corrupt fat ass of the upper echelon of the unions, right? And that's how you get to work. So they got their own little scam system where if you're not kissing their short-in-the-pants ass, then you could sit on the curb. And by the way, you know what's not talked about in the UAW commercial for endorsing Joe Biden? The thousands of UAW workers that were fired during the negotiations, just like they were at UPS, just like they will be at U.S. Foods. It's all the same scam. And as that gets smaller and smaller, the need for clout gets bigger and bigger because everybody knows where the clout is. Everybody knows it's with Joe Biden and the labor extortion mafias around the world and in this country. UAW family. Yeah, you're a family now. You've been robbing the workers for decades, you butter-handed pansy, wannabe mafia member. That's the saddest part of all, Squirrel. I remember when wise guys were tough guys, womanizers, and heterosexual. Now, 
Sean Fain. Sally. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Children of the cocaine godmother are suing Netflix because they didn't give consent to their name being used. Are you fracking kidding me? I'd love to see the ties, not just to Mena, Arkansas, but to the Middle East, those yard gnomes. Matt Mount Greenwood. Hey there, Sean. I just want to go back to your last clip there before the commercial regarding union labor. Uh, I work for a large construction firm and talk to these guys all day, every day. And the vast majority of rank and file are pissed off. Oh, and yeah. they know that they're not being represented properly. You know, they you know read the Sun-Times, vote for this guy, drive that. Yet these clowns running the show care really care less about them. Many Matt, those my, guys uh, know I'm not talking about them. Those guys know because I'm one of them. I was on the job. Sure. I worked for construction companies, all the rest of it. And that fat ass in the Roadmaster used to go by with that head that had love handles on the side of it, try to shake it down for lunch money. And the guy who owned the company used to tell me, take it easy, because my knee-jerk reaction was to take that flag that I had, because sometimes if you, you, you'd work the flag, and just stick him in the ear with it. Right. But the guy said, listen, don't go to prison. Will you just leave the guy alone? Let him go by. Tell him you're not going to give him the money. But that's what they do. They shake down the workers. Everybody knows what it is. That's why I can't go quietly by and pretend it's legitimate as the UAW has stolen $17 million from the workers. $17 million. Guys are in prison and you pretend it's a legitimate organization and the only way it stays afloat is because they're corrupted with the government and when they get caught with their hand in the cookie jar, they take more of the union guy's money and pay the government. $30 million these UAW guys have paid the government in fines. What are you, nuts? There isn't a company that could stay in business. Not a company. It's a criminal entity. And it's got the labor market because if you want a job, you got to be in. You got to be in. That alone is un-American. What do you mean I have to be in? And you see the pressure they're putting on the real American car companies. You know, Honda, Hyundai, Nissan, Toyota. Those are all built in this country by Americans. They're just not part of the labor extortion mafia. It's terrible, Matt. They're getting pressured hard, for sure. And I tell you what, when the guy does need help from the union, they, sh- they crap all over him. They don't Jeez. help him. I can tell you six different stories within the last year. They screwed the guys. Left of course they do. Better. You know, the thousands of UAW guys got fired. Thousands. Just like the Teamsters with uh, UPS. Right. Thousands got fired. And now UPS is now, because they cut that corrupt deal, They're struggling. You're starting to see offices get let go. This is what happens when you allow the cancer of corruption into your house. That's why you don't invite Dracula into your house. Thank you very much, Matt. Appreciate the call. Craig and Mount Greenwood. Might as well keep the Mount Greenwood going. Oh, so, so. Hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. Sure. And I'll tell you what. It's When you uh, call these uh, people the uh, mafia and everything, Boy, you were right on the money. Of course I was. You think it's two Italian guys talking about the spread on Monday night? That's not the mafia. Please. It's all these politicians, Democrats, Republicans, they're all tied together. Jeff DeWitt. Jeff DeWitt's a bigger mafia guy than anybody named Corleone. Go ahead. Yeah. Now, when he was talking to, um, oh, who was he talking to? I got a Terry uh, Lake. What are you, nuts? You drunk? You drinking Hennessy there? What are you doing? Yeah, a little bit. Hey. Yeah. I talked to a guy back east and every back east 
yeah, yeah. we got some money for you to, to disappear. Uh, we'll make it worth your while. Yeah, the guy from Back East. Listen, Nikki Haley's staying in that thing. That she's Carter's. They got something figured out. They're, they got something up their sleeve. She Everybody just has the character as every one of my listeners. She has the character of everybody in your family and mine and the people who fought the original Nazis. She has the character of an American. That's all she is. I don't think that's something to be congratulated. I think what needs to happen is that whoever these low-life scum are back east need to be grabbed by their ear and dragged up in front of the people's court. And then we give them to Mussolini, you rat bastards, controlling my country. Are you nuts? It's disgusting and despicable. Do you urge Jeff DeWitt to resign from his post? He's got to resign. We can't have somebody who's corrupt and compromised. Resign? He's got to be thrown in prison. It's a, it's a back-scratching club. That's all DC is. It's a big mm-hmm. back-scratching club. You're in, no, you're in no position to scratch anybody's back, and you've already made it known that if you get there, you're not going to scratch anybody's back. I don't scratch people's back. You know? Come here, Jeff! I'll scratch your back! Scumbag! We'll be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so My next guest is the Director of Policy Studies and Senior Fellow at the Free State Foundation. Now, last election cycle, the Internet had been taken over by not just Silicon Valley oligarchs who uh, pretend control those certain entities and invested heavily in the Democrat Party, but the idea of censorship and the promotion of misinformation was adopted and there was nothing we could do about it. Can we do anything about it this election cycle, or has it successfully been backdoor nationalized? We'll discuss that with my next guest, Seth Cooper. How are you, Seth? Sean, I'm terrific. It's great to be with you. You too. So last election cycle, we all all know about uh, Mark Zuckerberg and the $400 million and the fact that he was essential in the organization of ballot harvesting and the rest of it. Has there been any change that you see happening this year? Aside from the fact that he can continue to give money to anybody he wants, I get it. Um, is the censorship going to be as bold as it was in the last election cycle when the bulk of Americans who are not political junkies were held from the absolute evidence that Joe Biden is a recipient of Chinese communist money and whatnot? Do you think that can happen as successfully this cycle? I think it will happen. I don't know if it will be as successful. I think that is something we can't predict at this point. I think we would have to expect, because no one's paid any consequences, really, uh, for what's happened. I have to expect uh, that our tech oligarchs would continue and keep doing what they're doing. Maybe they'll find some new ways, um, new wrinkles or, or things like that. They have plenty of time to think about it. So, yes, and that's kind of why we go into 2024 with kind of a big question mark how this year is going to turn out. Well, the one difference that I see is that due to the open and notorious censorship of Google and YouTube, and due to the fact that people like me have been banished for life from YouTube, there is an alternative in Rumble. There is an alternative to various social media networks, be it Truth Social or the rest of it. So I do think there is an infrastructure of an alternative 
I'm wondering what the government's response to it has been. Has have they in fact worked work over the last couple of years to backdoor nationalize the alternative to their government adversaries in Google and Facebook? I think you are right. There are alternatives. Maybe they were um, more nascent or smaller. Uh, they're bigger now. A lot of us have used them. A lot of us started using them during times of lockdown and other madness um, when we were just getting sort of corporate, uh, you know, government media shilling. Yes. And so people will turn to those, and they are. Uh, they're facing heat. They face pressure. But I think those platforms are continuing to grow, and that's very encouraging. And that does get the truth out. Uh, it doesn't maybe get the penetration we want, but it, but it is working. But the big change, as I see it, is the uh, what is now called X, formerly Twitter. And that had a very big hand in steering misinformation and protecting people from the evidence that Joe Biden had been infiltrated by the Chinese Communist Party and uh, oligarchs in Ukraine. So now that Elon Musk has X, the beauty of him, the way I see it, is that he really made his money originally from PayPal. And he's now already talked, which I think is very exciting news, of taking X and giving that option for people to exchange money. And there has been a revitalization of people like me who have been reinstated on X. But more importantly, I think they bring a different level to the table that might actually help us. Has he faced any repercussions, to your knowledge, from the FCC or government in general? Yes, I understand he's faced three or four or five different uh, government investigations of various kinds. Um, the SEC um, for putting out, I don't know, some, maybe some Twitter statements about whether or not he was going to buy Twitter or something like that. I think somebody claimed, I think there's some wildlife uh, department uh, investigation, and then, uh, which is ridiculous. And then the FCC um, basically canceled uh, <laughs> the subsidy that Starlink, uh, his, oh. his internet satellite internet company, had a won, and I'm not a huge fan of subsidies, but they're, but to explain the background in like 15 seconds, there are areas in America that are just in the sticks where they don't have internet connection or it's horrible. And satellite offers a very cheap way, advanced satellites, of reaching these people with, for the first time, high-quality connections. So when they offered, basically the government sort of, to try and make it a little bit market-like, the government put up an, uh, the subsidies for auction, saying, okay, providers... You put in a bid, we will give the bid winner the cheapest. The company that will take the least amount of subsidy money who will serve these areas will be the winner. And Starlink won that, and they started build, continuing to build out their uh, satellite fleet, doubled their amount of satellites, and then the FCC uh, went back on what it said. Uh, it canceled their subsidy. It said, no, we don't believe that you'll make your targets that come out in two or three years. And based on our, our guesstimation of where you'll be in the future – uh, that's it. And so Starlink lost out on about 800 million bucks. Well, you know what's sad is that Starlink was way ahead of the competition when you talk about the technology itself. I remember watching an interview where he was flying on a plane and nobody knew he was flying on a plane and there's really not another service that can do that. So it doesn't matter about the performance. It matters about the relationship. Everything is like Chicago when it comes to the federal government and the FCC, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. And it also, you know, to some we have satellite covering all of America, it becomes another source of competition. Um, you know, it used to be you'd maybe only have internet service from your cable or your phone company. And then, you know, 5G can do a lot better than uh, what we had before with the wireless. And then satellite would be something on top of it. So, I mean, that would, that would help everybody. I watched uh, the congressional hearings when they brought Mark Zuckerberg on to answer questions on how Donald Trump could be allowed to 
be elected after 2016. AOC was new to the Congress at that point, and she gave a a, a really startling example of intimidation where she threatened to break up Facebook. And I saw immediately after the capitulation of, of Mark Zuckerberg. And that's kind of where you're exposed when you are a publicly traded company. But yet the the, the rise of, of companies um, when they're involved in Internet businesses, be it uh, uh, X, as it's formerly known, is it's a private company. It's not exposed to that kind of intimidation and that kind of regulation. And that seems to be the case with Rumble and to my knowledge, I don't think it's a publicly traded company, but also to Truth Social. Isn't that kind of the way to kind of keep out the government from backdoor nationalizing you? Is more and more companies as competition to the oligarchs of Silicon Valley only not being publicly traded? I think so, and particularly if you have the rise of some of these you know, investment holding companies, whether BlackRock, Vanguard, the extent they're the same thing or whatever, uh, and the like, you know, you know, taking over boards and uh, having tremendous influence. Um, if, if you can avoid that, whether it's being privately held or at least publicly held, but just clearly have a majority of people who are committed to American liberty and free enterprise, uh, that's essential. Maybe for the time being right now, uh, having things, you know, privately owned and not publicly, um, you know, publicly Trade. traded yeah. is the way to go. Well, you know, it's funny. The answer to why the mainstream media has become propagandists of government is because they're subjected to this. They can't keep their licenses. They can't keep their stocks from being intimidated. They can't keep themselves from uh, uh, being victims of an angry government unless they were, in fact, private. Yet how many private entities can participate in the old-fashioned form of the way people get information in media? You really can't, can you, and own the rights to, to be on television as we knew it or cable as it's now known. Uh, are there any private entities out there that are are, are kind of staging a threat to the propagandists called mainstream media outside of these venues that you and I are discussing now, whether it be X or Truth Social or uh, I think News Nation. I don't know if they're publicly traded or not. But, I mean, are there are there some private entities that are, are showing uh, potential in threatening the status quo and, and not being intimidated by the FCC? I, I see everything right now as a smaller time. I think it's whether it's, you know, Daily Wire, whether it's Breitbart, whether it's, um, Tucker Carlson, whether it's Stephen Crowder, whether it's um, other other podcasters or even people like Alex Jones or whatever, um, it just it, it, it seems to be small time. And just people who have journalistic skills, maybe they're even independent contractor people, just freelancers. Um, just and I think they're starting to get together and just ha- have more accessible tools. Uh, video editing is is getting easier. Audio editing is always getting easier. As that happens, I, I think you're just going to see more of a ground up. Approach, but it would be nice to see something bigger and bigger, much bigger, uh, come through as, a, as an alternative. Something, something, something other than, you know, not Fox News. So Gigi Sohn was the pick of the Biden administration to kind of rail in the internet and be in charge of the government's regulation on the internet. Um, but she was rightfully outed as the Marxist sympathizer she is. Um, do we have any hope that the replacement for the uh, Federal Communications Commission? Uh, isn't infiltrated by a lesser-known version than Gigi Sohn? I'm assuming anybody that's really put forward by the Biden administration isn't somebody who stands for the principles of freedom. And uh, do we know what it's going to be like with uh, uh, the, the the person in charge? I think it's, what's her name, Penny something uh, that's in yeah. charge now? Well, um, it's 
Chairwoman Jessica Rosenworcel. She's the chairwoman oh. of the FCC. She now has a working majority, thanks to um, uh, the Senate approving the nomination, Biden's nomination of uh, Commissioner Gomez. So they have a 3-2 majority. That's how the FCC works. They have a 3-2 Democrat to Republican majority. Uh, the best early evidence is that um, they're going to do radical stuff. Um, they have um, imposed two main things, you know, aside from the Starlink thing I just discussed. Um, they've imposed digital discrimination rules, which are essentially DEI coming to the Internet. That's the first. Oh, that's great. And, yeah, it, it's, it's, you know, Congress passed a law that they wanted the FCC to have rules to prevent discrimination based on race, origin, uh, you know, level of income, um, things like that. That wasn't the problem if you think of uh, discrimination, intentional discrimination. Their discrimination rules, though, are not intent-based. This is like unintentional discrimination, disparate impact. So if they can find any aspect of any broadband service provider's business or any part of their deployment anywhere that could later be determined to result in some kind of disparity between people of some type of different group, then they can call that racism and initiate a proceeding against the provider. And it's very unclear, and it seems to be very difficult, or it will be, for them to defend themselves. Now, when we talk about the Internet, when people talk about the Internet, there are, is, is there an alternative to the Internet as we know it? I remember when drug distribution all took place on the dark web and all the bad things happened on the dark web. But there are some very intelligent people that maybe have a way of circumventing the very Internet itself. Is there, is there a possibility of a new entity pr- propping up to really take the rein from what the Internet used to be, the Wild West of free-thinking people who wanted to start businesses and create things that were not necessarily had the overbearing regulation of the government? Is there a possibility... Like we used to talk about in investing, the one thing we know is that we don't know. Is there any growth or any talk of Elon Musk taking Starlink and saying, you guys use the old internet, the .com, we're going to start the .x and going in a different direction for people who are free thinking? That's an intriguing idea. That's more of the high technologist thing than the lawyer in me. Um, I I hope that would be the case. That would be quite an undertaking. Uh, That would be a massive... Technological but you know, Seth, I'm, I'm in my 50s. It, it, I was there when it didn't exist. I mean, I was there in the 90s when it popped up. I mean, it's really, when you really think about it, it's less than 30 years old, the Internet. That's all it is. No, I hear, I hear you there. I remember the early days of the 80s with, with you know, as, as seeing the older kids on the Internet, things like that, doing very limited things. It was a lot of fun. Uh, you could yeah. pretty much say or do what you wanted. And uh, somehow, you know, the fear was back Long ago, the AOL Time Warner merger would be the end of the Internet. No, it wasn't that. Whatever it was, <laughs> big tech stuff, whatever. Um, yeah. it's, it's, it's this top-down central controlled thing. I, I, I'm hoping to see more companies coming along uh, who, who will try and counteract that. And, you know, it's, it's fascinating to me to see the corruption, and I don't just mean government corruption, but the way in which 30% of our weapon systems, 30% are connected through Wi-Fi which means, technically, they could be hacked. This is astonishing to me how our systems are kind of just all floating around in this. There really isn't any specificity or or knowledge or talk to how the government is protecting something like weapon systems, let alone data and information and the rest of it. And yet what I see uh, in Chicagoland are these pop-ups of what's called digital real estate. 
digital re, uh, uh, data storage, and they're massive. They're hundreds of thousands of square feet. Do we kind of have an understanding to just how much of our data and, the, and everything that we do on the Internet is never really gone and has accessibility um, by government? Do you think people are aware of it? I don't think I'm fully aware of it. I don't think anyone is probably, the public is fully aware of it. And I think what we've experienced the last two or three years in accelerated form is the lesson of life and part of growing up in this era is a process of becoming less and less naive as you go along. Um, I think uh, you have to presume that everything that they're doing uh, is being tracked and watched and stored. The only thing that gives me... uh peace of mind and lets me sleep at night is that if you've ever talked to any real government workers, about one out of 10 is actually doing their job. So I'm banking on the nine that just want to get their pension. And hopefully this will not become uh, too Orwellian for me. But in the meantime, I love the fact of what you're doing at the policy studies uh, for the Free uh, State Foundation. And tell me a little bit about um, what you have going on and how the people can keep tabs on you and keep aware of everything you have going on. Yeah, our website website is www.freestatefoundation.org. Um, our um, organization recently filed comments to the FCC trying to push back against them imposing net neutrality regulation, which is kind of a form of supercharged regulatory oversight of Internet connections that we don't want. That's the other bad thing, aside from the digital discrimination thing that the Biden FCC is doing. Uh, more of the digital discrimination rules are going to come out later this year, so we'll be watching that as well and trying to push back um, with principled, freedom-based, law-based <laughs> arguments. Net neutrality, I remember hearing about it under the uh, Obama administration, and it sounds like every of the other policies. Wonderful, right? It's lollipops and yes. unicorns. But net neutrality really isn't about neutrality. It's about government control of access, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It started with the old... And the end principle of the Internet that I was talking about the early 80s and 90s, where any traffic that was sent through the Internet just gets treated the same regardless of its source or its content. And everybody's good with that. And uh, that's not the problem. It's using that, it's using that as a jumping point for all of the regulatory intrusions, whether it's controlling the prices and rates and just, just accumulating massive government power for the sake of government power uh, that yeah. can depress investment and innovation in the space. It's amazing with all this information that the government has on each one of us. They can't seem to narrow in on how uh, the Taliban, Iran, and the Houthis all have this open flow of money electronically. Nobody can figure it out. So there's hope for me and you. What do you think? Yes. Yes, there is. <laughs> They're fallen, fallible human beings. So that's, that's, that's some encouragement to us. That's right. I just I, I, I think AI should start with our judicial system, and maybe that'll save things. In the meantime, Seth Cooper... <laughs> Thank you very much for making yourself available to me, and thank all of the people at the Free State Foundation for trying to actually keep our country free and the principles of the Internet free. I appreciate what you do. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. Godspeed. You too. We'll be back with your calls and comments. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Oscar, that's before I had wrinkles. We are just now where we move into the exponential phase. And I agree. Artificial intelligence, but not only artificial intelligence, but also the metaverse, new space technologies, and I could go on and on. Yavo, Herr Commandant Nazi! Eugene on the northwest side. 
Hey, Sean, good evening. Um, really love your story about the father and the son with the broken back and how he uh, put... Uh, Oh yeah, that's not my that that's a story I found on YouTube. It's just heartbreak. I mean, it's it's heartwarming, and it really reminds you of the beauty of being a parent and the stress and the try because you know that father wishes it was him that was hurt in the accident, just like you would wish it if it was your kids. You know. Hey, and that's the beauty of humanity. But this story kind of goes the other way. Right. Um, so Stanimal from the old neighborhood. Kind of got locked up. He went mano a mano with a Chicago cop. He won, but he lost. <laughs> yes. and, uh, he fought the law, uh, and the law won. I hear you. Been there. Yeah. So his girl wanted a, you know, she had some time on her hands, so she wanted to learn how to ride a motorcycle. Can you uh -huh. teach me? Sure. Yeah, okay. Oh. Well, you sit down. I'll sit down. You put your foot on my foot. That's the brake. You put your other foot on my other foot. How long have you been more. married to her? Oh, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> go, ahead. go ahead. Clutch, brake, and uh, don't. You know, it's not a stick shift. Don't worry about that. But something like that belongs at the Sibras. I've never been there, but if yeah, yeah, I've been okay. All right, I got a crooked <laughs> nose a because of stuff just like that. But go ahead. What else you on got? A, on a serious note here, so I'm late to the table. But that Javier Millet from Argentina and South America, boy, did he uh, do a good job. Phenomenal. Um, my question to you, and you talk about the Fourth Reich. Um, after World War II, there was something called Operation, I'm tempted to say Rat Tail, but I think it was Operation Paperclip. Is there, can we connect the dots? Paperclip happened during the war, not after. During. We were bringing them here during. And it's an interesting, when you really dive into it, you know, and then you talk about Argentina. I don't think Hitler died in that bunker. I think he died in Argentina, but that's just me. But yeah, I think you could tie a lot of a lot of loose ends to the infiltration of the ideology of the Fourth Reich and government supremacy into our own government, even to our own uh, intelligence agencies. So I, I completely believe. I mean, it's a fact. First of all, it's not a conspiracy theory. Operation Paperclip happened, and uh, we were bringing Nazi scientists here, and they're instrumental in our. And not just the bomb, but in our space program. And this is very well known. But the Third Reich was way ahead of us when it came to scientific stuff. And, you know, I, I brought on uh, uh, Corsi, Jerome Corsi, who talks about the 300 pages of paperwork we confiscated from the Nazis that's in the University of New Mexico today that talks about the way in which they were able to produce oil in a factory. And it wasn't until we bombed those 63 factories that we had a turn in World War II. I mean, after all, where did that little landlocked country germany get enough oil to fight a multi-front war that's it that's another interesting topic but uh you know eugene these are things that only people that want to know will know because you're living in a society that doesn't want to know anything and that's why they're lectured to by failures and frauds and marxists like the new mayor of chicago who pretends to lecture us on foreign policy because he wants a ceasefire in gaza get a ceasefire on the west side you freaking moron Thank you very much, Eugene. I appreciate the call. Do you believe the, the nerve of that idiot with the Marvin the Martian hairdo? The bust out. Never worked in his freaking life. You're going to talk about a ceasefire in Gaza? Take a look at the city that was once great. North side, west side, south side. All a freaking ghetto. Why don't you shut up and fix your own city, you moron? Kevin in Austin, Texas. You got me thinking about Bugs Bunny. Which part? The Marvin the Martian thing. No, you look at him with that stupid ridge on his head. You know, when he was fat and just a communist for the teachers' union, he didn't have that hairdo. Somebody talked him into that. Either that or he went to the comedy club for a haircut. Go ahead. 
Yeah, or yeah, it could be it. Hey, so you know how you always talking about you know who the uh, the mafia guys were in the neighborhood when you grew up? No, 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 no. Those were entrepreneurs. I didn't know any mafia guys. I never dealt with a Chicago Democrat. Go ahead. Okay, well, well, okay. So the guys were in the labor unions, driving around the Cadillac, trying to shake everybody up. You know what? You know where you could have seen them as well. Where? It's a local Democratic uh, ward office. Oh, come and they on, were going man. to the committee meetings and things like that because they were the they were the Democratic committee chairs. Well, listen, is, I, I was Republicans I was... are doing the same thing, and you can find out who your local Republican who's going against you if you go to a, a if you go to a. Uh, committee chair meeting in your precinct or township, and then you can call those guys out. All uh, politics is local. Find oh, out who your local. Listen, this is the, that's the beauty of Melrose Park. We never really had to deal with the scum, low rent union business agents. They were too afraid to come in there. They were too afraid because they would have got their taste slapped out of their mouth. It, it was when you started to see the turn in society when guys would be like, "Hey, I'm a proud union guy. Get the hell out of here! You were run out of the neighborhood." Cream Puff Jim knows that. We didn't deal with any of those short-in-the-pants Irishmen at Slicker Sam's. Go ahead. Yes, I, I, I had a relative. Uh, my brother married a uh, girl that was owned a joint. Anyway, make a What are you talking short. about? Slicker Sam's only had kids. Yeah. I mean, sons. He didn't have daughters. What do you want? No, but he had a wife. He had a wife that did most of the work. He golfed all the time. Slicker. Easy Slicker now. Was he didn't a, golf. That was Slicker was on a, a golf course all the time. His wife, his, his wife ran a joint. Nah. Anyway. I was going to talk about pot. I'm not a, I don't know anything about botany, but I do know this. I've smoked any can, every can of reefer you can think of. You I mean, from Acapulco that gold. Yeah, Acapulco, the mushroom, listen, listen, the yeah, yeah. 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 Listen, Acapulco gold. Uh, sure. Uh, uh, every stick? can you can think of. You I mean, even, the stuff that, even the stuff that's selling, yeah, even the stuff that's selling now. Uh-huh. But there's nothing compared to Panama Red. Panama Red was the most. It was incredible reefer. The only reason I, I bring it up is because I think once they leave, uh, you know, release the federal ban on it, it'll be like wine or uh, different oh. imports, and I think it'll be more exquisite as it as it goes along because the stuff they sell now isn't as good as some of the old days. I have dignity and character, and I don't want to de- defile my intellect by getting high, so I wouldn't know. Listen, but it does listen. explain your physique and your political views. I love it. It's the big comeback for Illinois. What do you got? Dope? You got abortions? What exactly is the financial scheme? Oh, right. And you've got green energy scams. Well, that brings me to a clip that I think is more important than just Joe Biden pretending that there was an election theft when this rat Democrat scumbag lost in Virginia. Hello, Virginia. And the real governor, Terry McAuliffe. Yeah, so he's denying the election. Terry McAuliffe has always been his entire life a low-life Democrat, oligarch, leech, a suck-up. And he sucked up, ironically, to Hillary Clinton's brother. Most people forget this. But Terry McAuliffe didn't make his money in just the ordinary way. He made it in the eco-green energy agenda. A new development tonight related to a startup car company founded by the Democratic nominee for governor, Terry McAuliffe. A new report shows the Department of Homeland Security is investigating a high-level agency official for helping Gulf Coast Funds Management, a company that funds green tech automotive. 
Ryan Noble says Bend, Mississippi, where Green Tech's hub is located. He's here now to explain what's in this new report. Ryan. Well, Kurt, this investigation centers around the use of the EB-5 program, which grants visas to foreign investors who create jobs in America. Notice how long until they tell who his partner was. Rodham, the Duchess of Chaffington's big thighed brother. I don't know if this is the one burning in hell who's dead. I think she's still got one that's hanging on at home in, uh, is it Park Ridge where those scallywag Rodhams lived? Now, EB-5 is one of many sources of funding for Green Tech, and today officials from both Green Tech and Gulf Coast Funds Management personally told me they've done nothing wrong. This new report from the Associated Press reveals that Gulf Coast Funds Management, a company run in part by Hillary Clinton's brother, may have been given special assistance by a high-level Department of Security official. You think so? And it goes on, Squirrel, to where the Chinese Communist Party sues this moron, McCullough, and the Duchess of Chaffington's unfortunate-looking brother for 133 grand or whatever they bribed them. This is the culture of corruption that's been normalized. But in the meantime, we're going to pretend that Terry McCullough is a good old Democrat, when what he really is is a representation of the oligarchy, that is immune to actual laws and rules that are put on the backs of me and you. And in fact, this will be touted as what? Just a sense of humor? Is election denying a joke now? What do you mean? You have to say more than just make a random statement. <laughs> Why did the president say, hello, Virginia, and the real governor, Terry McCall? <clears throat> he was making a joke about Terry McCall. He was making What's a joke. joke? He was, I mean, if you play it back, it's clearly that the president was making a joke. What's the joke? He was making. The joke is Joe Biden. The joke is the Democrat Party as a political party versus a crime syndicate that it is. Whether it's McCullough or Rodham's brother or the fat Duchess of Chaffington or her pedophile husband, it's a freaking joke. That's what the Democrats are. They're a joke. So when you see a two bit failed bust out mayor, by the name of Brandon Johnson, pretend to be down with the struggle in the Middle East. Shut up, you con man. And stick to the low-rent Democrats that voted for you in the first place. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free. On the Sean Thompson Show. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Washington doesn't have any music like that about actually heterosexual men. Now we're led by the Sallies, the Democrats, and the new UAW leadership. Short in the pants, Sean Fain and that other meathead for the Teamsters. In the meantime, here's something that uh, not a lot of kids today remember. I do. I remember it because I remember the Cold War, and I remember how it all got started back in 1947 and how we kind of glazed over the fact, wait, Weren't the, the, the Soviets on our, or the, back then, the Russians on our side in World War II, and then they became our adversaries? The risks of last year continue with unabated ferocity and continue to shape this year. Today, we once again set the doomsday clock to express a continuing and unprecedented level of risk. It is 90 seconds to midnight. So that's news for all of the half-assed wannabe gangsters who think they're in the mafia and all of the ones who think they're in on the new scams, the green energy, but they're really not new. In fact, Terry McAuliffe and the Duchess of Chaffington's unfortunate-looking brother, Rodham, they were in on it way back when Barack 
likes him big and round, was newly elected. In fact, he's the one squirrel who squashed this scandal and why Terry McAuliffe and all of the eco-Nazis are now considered the statesmen of the Democrat mafia. Gulf Coast Funds Management's website lists only one company that it works with, Green Tech Automotive. The company Terry McAuliffe founded after losing the Democratic nomination for governor in 2009. You know how many cars they produce, Squirrel? None. Ran out of a half-ass office that nobody went to. It was an absolute paper scam. And it stole millions from the people. But it also stole money from the communists, who ironically got it back. In an email to lawmakers obtained by NBC News, the Department of Homeland Security's Inspector General's office says that Alejandro Mayorkas, the director of the United States Citizenship and Immigration Services. Whoa, there's a name you hear now. Notice how these government cockroaches always seem to be attached to scandalous stories. Quote, allegedly assisted with the approval of an application for EB-5 visas submitted by Gulf Coast Funds Management. Clinton. So Alejandro Mayorkas tied to a scandal with Rodham's brother and this scumbag lowlife from Virginia, McCullough. Caught red-handed, stealing favoritism so that these phony oligarchs from abroad could buy citizenship. What was the penalty? Like every other government Democrat whore, he got a promotion. His brother, Anthony Rodham, serves on the company's board and is friends with Terry McAuliffe. Chris LaCiveda, a senior advisor to Ken Cuccinelli's campaign for governor, claims the investigation is evidence that McAuliffe is not being straight with voters when it comes to green tech. Golf. Didn't matter. He won anyway. Because the Democrats step and fetch voter. They don't really care about the scandals. And they're going to continue to vote Democrat time in and time out. So don't be dissuaded by the fact, ooh, Democrats are suing Democrats. When election time comes rolling around, they will step and they will fetch. Suing to stop a local field house from becoming a shelter for illegal migrants. Here now the author of the article, the Free Press staff writer, Olivia Rheingold. Olivia, good to see you. Thanks for being with us. So tell us more about what you learned uh, on this issue, on, on the migrants in Chicago uh, as part of your story. Well, first, um, a positive update, which is the city of Chicago. I asked them for comment. They said they have officially backed off of their plans to convert this field house into a migrant shelter. No, they're going to convert one of Scott Goldman's phony, fraudulent slum buildings. And they're going to pay him $60 a foot. And you Chicago Democrat morons, you pay for it. Of course, you won't really pay for it. Uh, after all, the vast majority of you are on the dole yourselves. But there's a new favoritism in town, a favorite recipient of welfare. You want it, you want it. No more money for you. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye. go and that got here yesterday illegal alien is the recipient of your government tax dollars welcome to a democrat once great area now example of why you don't own real estate in democrat areas if you can avoid it we'll be back in 21 hours three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.